His first career Stanley Cup playoff goal. He is the only star making his Stanley Cup playoff debut. And this one snuck through Talbot again. And the game is tied. Oh, my goodness. Back-to-back seeing-eye wristers from 60 feet. This one up on end. I don't think that Radulov deflected it. Better look on the slow-mo. He might have. It bounced. It was up on end, and it ate up the blocker and glove side of Cam Tillman. Central Division Hockey Podcast and Three Periods of Play Plus. I'm Tim Bigelow. This podcast, we preview the Western Conference first round series between the Dallas Stars and Calgary Flames. Posting this one just prior to game two. The quick turnaround meant that the preview podcast ended up posted after game one for each of the first round series in the Western Conference. So I am putting together a one-off preview for this series that is meant to complement the first part of the last round Robin review. There was some info in there as it relates to the Dallas Stars. Of course, you could also check out the review of the Flames series over the Winnipeg Jets for more on the Flames as well. Dallas finished third in the round Robin losing their first two games against Vegas and Colorado, but pulling a late-tying goal and beating St. Louis in a shootout to finish out the round robin. Calgary only needed four games to push past Winnipeg in their play-in series, also finishing off strong with a 4-0 shutout by Cam Talbot in Game 4 to seal it. I have already admitted in the preview podcast, given the options of playing Vancouver or Calgary for Dallas, Calgary is the better option. I believe this is a matchup they should have the best chance of winning. There are some good points to suggest Calgary number-wise could almost be the favorite. Dallas is going to need to excel in some key areas to continue in the Stanley Cup playoffs. My hope for an all-central division Final Four is alive, but Dallas has its work cut out as part of making that possible. With that, we look at five key points in assessing each team and how winning these categories should lead to a win in the series between Dallas or Calgary for one of them. Point one is scoring goals. It may only be a lead topic in this series preview because it is something that is a big weakness of the Dallas Stars, as their regular season stats suggest, and through the round robin. Five goals through the round robin for Dallas in three games isn't a lot. And keep in mind, one of those goals is a shootout winner in the final game. And now, in this best-of-seven series, 
Well, there won't be shootouts to decide who wins the games, thankfully. Tyler Sagan missed the last game of the round-robin tournament, but was fit to play game one. That doesn't mean that one of the best offensive threats for Dallas is at 100% or the top of his game right now. Dallas' leading goal scorer from the round-robin is Joe Pavelski with a pair of goals. They need more from Jamie Benn, leading goal scorer from the regular season, Dennis Kirianov, and additionally Rope Hintz, and Alexander Radulov. Getting their top six going is a start. And anything from the bottom six would be helpful, too. Calgary was a polar opposite in the play-in series with Winnipeg, getting balanced scoring throughout the lineup. Five two-goal scorers, and every forward save for one in the lineup who split playing in even two games on the fourth line, meaning the two guys that came in and out, contributed a point except for those two guys among the forward group. John Monahan, Johnny Grudeau, and regular season goal scorer leader for the Flames, Elias Lindholm, were three of the two goal getters. Had Michael Backlund and Sam Bennett as the other two. And Bennett, centering the third line between Milan Lucic and Dylan Dubé, made quite an impact in the series versus Winnipeg. Simply put, Calgary has balanced scoring and Dallas needs to generate more to win games in advance. They do have guys who can. But now, Dallas has to deliver. Point two is the defensive and physical play. A strength of Dallas. It factored in Calgary's win over Winnipeg for the Flames, Milan, Lucic, Bennett, and the Calgary defense group of six. It's difficult to play against. They were physical and hard to generate scoring in the hard areas against. Dallas plays more physical with their forward group and has top to bottom as much, if not more, size as Calgary, who, especially in their top six, has some smaller stature stars like Goudreau. Being physical may wear them down in a long series, especially after playing the play-in series. I also don't think Lucic and Bennett will be able to have the same physical domination they seem to display versus an injury-depleted Winnipeg team that didn't play fast enough. In addition, Dallas has big, solid defensemen. Jamie Oleksiak was a beast in the games in the round robin. That's the type of play that will be key for Dallas having success against Calgary. Point three looks at the game within the game, and a couple of players, Matthew Kachuk, whose hit ended Mark Scheifele's playoff season in the first period of game one, Although he wasn't much of a pest to get Connor Hellebuck off this game, but it wasn't required, and in Kachuk's case, he contributed offensively on the second line. His counterbalance and Nemes for Dallas is the wily veteran Corey Perry, who pretty much has the same reputation for getting under the skin of the opposition through his career. He scored in the round robin. But the question really is of these two who will make more of an impact when they go head-to-head. -head. As this is posted prior to Game 2, I can already admit Perry and Kachuk dropped the gloves with each other in Game 1. Look to see if one of the teams gets an advantage from their pass. 
Point four has also benefited from a game already being played, the goaltending matchup. Anton Hudobin had to start the game in net for Dallas in game one. He's coming off career-high regular season numbers and is in a contract year to add motivation. He played two of the three round-robin games as starter Ben Bishop was only fit to play one. And there aren't many details, but he is dealing with some kind of nagging injury that is preventing him from starting the series. He was on the bench as a backup, but from what was said, hadn't practiced prior to the first round game either. Hudobin in two games in the round robin finished with a 2.42 goals against average, a .919 save percentage, and those numbers would give any team the chance to win. Calgary has decided to go with Cam Talbot, and I refuse to look at his numbers after the Winnipeg series as the kind of high-danger shots again or second chances weren't generated by a Winnipeg team to give clarity to what otherwise looks like he stood on his head in the play-in round, which wasn't the case. I said in the review of the Winnipeg-Calgary series, David Riddich, now Calgary's backup, could have played and won the series as well. Hudobin has to outplay Talbot every game in this series because his team generates less offense, and he needs to be the difference maker. He's capable of doing this, or at least until Ben Bishop is game ready, who, in which case, he would have to do that. It just looks for now like this is Hudobin's series to take hold of and be the guy to carry Dallas through. Point five is these teams being slow starters. Calgary dominated the second periods versus Winnipeg to counter that. Dallas can play complete games better when they get out to a lead or at least even as the game goes longer, as long as they aren't playing from behind. But they also, when they have the lead, can't have a letdown like against Vegas where they gave up four goals to lose a game. They were winning after two periods, three to one. Getting ahead of Calgary, who is known for slow starts, would allow them to buckle down defensively and force Calgary to take more risks. Dallas was minus three in gold differential through the round robin, Calgary a plus nine. And again, Dallas is more defensively sound. The key for Dallas is generating offense and playing with the lead. With specialty teams, Calgary was 29.4% successful on the power play in the play-in. Dallas had the best penalty kill of the round robin teams at 83.3%. Both teams would benefit from not being undisciplined with those stats. It could factor in as being a reason one team wins over another. Calgary pulled out a 3-2 winning game one. So thinking about those factors that we just talked about in teams winning, they were the team to go ahead. Third liner Dylan Dubé scored a pair, one on the power play and the other on a beautiful individual five-on-five effort. Dallas battled back to tie the game, getting goals from Jamie Ben, which you heard as the podcast began, and Dennis Gurianoff, and that was especially good news for Dallas. The game winner was scored by Calgary defenseman Rasmus Anderson that went top shelf off a defender's stick blade. I believe Sakaris, but I could have 
but it could have been someone else's, not his. Close game, and so the specialty teams did factor as Calgary went one for one on the power play, while Dallas went zero for two. The teams finished with an even 26 shots apiece. This is going to be a tight series, but in the final analysis, I think Dallas is starting to find their game. And I'm not sure Calgary isn't actually playing their best right now. The team that has another level to build to is Dallas. That's why, in spite of their goal-scoring concerns, I took them in six, and that's even knowing Calgary is one up in the series going into tonight's game two. Now, the plan besides watching game two tonight, which should be a great game between these two teams, is to wrap up the previews of the other two series, Colorado versus Arizona and St. Louis versus Vancouver, in one more podcast that will be up before puck drop in game two of the Colorado-Arizona game that is slated for tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time start. The hockey has been great to start every series. Thanks for listening to this preview podcast between Dallas and Calgary. Enjoy game two between Dallas and Calgary tonight. 